I'm clearing out the clutter and looking for ways to build the positive energy in my home. Want to learn more? Listen up right here, right now to feng shui expert, Julie Ann Siegel on Polly Campbell, Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And you know, those things are all influenced by how we move through the world physically, in our bodies, in our environments, how we settle into our spaces and decorate them and feel in them. All that influences how well we navigate our lives. You know, how we decorate and organize our homes and offices and position things in our physical space can change how we feel. It changes our energy and also how we interact with other people, right? Other coworkers, our spouses and kids and families. So I wanted to talk about that today and I called in the expert. I'm here today with Julianne Siegel. She's an interior decorator, feng shui expert, and author of her newest book, Change Your Space to Change Your Life. Welcome, Julianne. Thank you. Thank you so much, Polly, for having me here. Well, I'm happy to, I have so many questions, as you know, because we already started talking before we started the show. Exactly. And you added the answers. You're an interior decorator, a feng shui consultant, the owner and president of the design firm Metro Interiors, with a BFA in interior design from Northern Illinois University. And you're also, you've also served on the advisory board for the Century College Interior Design. So I want to leap right in. Give me a little bit about your background. How did an interior decorator also move into feng shui? Are they are they intimately related? Are they separate expertise? They are very much related. So, you know, even people, designers that don't have a degree or haven't studied feng shui, a lot of times they are naturally doing some feng shui. But when you study it, you can make go much deeper with it and make even more profound changes. So I can start saying when I was a little girl, (laughs) I used to spend so much time in my bedroom, trying to figure out what would make it feel good, not just look good, but feel good. And when I look back, I ultimately put my bed in what's called the command position, which is the area where you can actually see the door from when you're laying in bed, you feel more secure that way. And so I look back and it's like, wow, I was doing feng shui. I also spent a lot of time decluttering my bedroom and organizing it. Um, What kid does that? I was just going to say that I want my daughter to pick up a little bit of this. No, I want my son. (laughs) My son's like doing the same thing. So I get you. So it's just and then I would think, you know, what would make it feel even better? Well, I didn't have a budget to to decorate and design, but I thought maybe black light posters. Hmm. (laughs) So I would buy those. Um, Now I have a lot more resources. So I tell people I'm now like a furniture store without a showroom. (laughs) So many lines of furniture and everything and, um, you know, very immersed into that world. But that's, you know, when when I went to feng shui school, you know, fast forward years later, I'd already gotten my degree in interior design. And um, Carol Heider, who was my teacher, she was speaking at a 
um, interior design event. And so I went to that, not really knowing at all anything. And when I came out of there, it was just like something, you know, it was such a profound feeling I had in me that I had to know more. I actually started teaching it and quickly learned that I better go study it before I teach it. And um, I did. And I went really for my own self. At that time, I was having some hard times in my life and, you know, facing a divorce and just some different things. So I went to feng shui school. Soon as I got out, I immediately, even though I went for myself, I immediately brought it into my business. And it's been there ever since. I've had my business now for 31 years. Um, and it's been great because it also set me apart from, you know, this is my specialty. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's interesting to me that even as a kid, you've, you've said it three times now, this feeling. Do we physically feel this in our body when we work with these external design elements? Does it change our vibe? For lack of a better it word. It does. And yeah. some people are more aware of it because they're more empathic and other people are not as aware. I think when you start to become more aware, then you could, um, the intention takes over and then you start to make intentional changes to change your life because your space reflects your life. And like, for me, it's all about the feeling and what things feel like. Um, and when you're, home or office is feels peaceful or harmonious, then your life can also help you feel more peaceful and harmonious. Take me back then. What is feng shui? How do you explain this to people? So feng shui is the art of placement to create peace, harmony, and flow within spaces um, so that it also you're, you're creating spaces that support your life. And a lot of times I ask people, does your home reflect who you are, who you want to become, or are you living in the past? Hmm. So, you know, answering those questions, you can make changes to help you achieve what you want to in your life through using feng shui. Now, do you change the decor then? If I'm living in the past and, and I make changes to be who I am now, can I also influence the future with how I move and position the lamps and the mirrors and those other things? Yes. And a lot of ways to change like the future is to work with what's called the feng shui bagua. And that's a little more complicated, but it's in chapter eight of my book. So basically, it's a grid that you lay over your home that's divided into nine equal areas. Each area re represents a life path, for example, prosperity, career, health. And then you can make changes in those areas to affirm what you're trying to do. But I say the biggest, most number one issue that I want people to think about before they even start making intentions like that is to get rid of clutter, um, you know? <laughs> and clutter, like what is clutter? So clutter is things you do not use or love. You want happy, joyous, positive items because everything has a story to tell if you look at each item that you own. And there's no hiding places, I much must add. No, you know, basements, attics. If they're in your possession, they're still affecting you. Mm. Um, Things that are untidy or disorganized can be clutter. 
thing met too many things in too small of a space where you feel you have no breathing room and you can feel constricted in your life when you have too many things in a space. And anything unfinished, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. For example, on a physical le level, one, um, one thing that I can tell you is like, say you have in your closet a um, knitting project that you started five years ago. And every time you open that closet, you kind of see it. It makes you feel bad. You never continued. Um, even if you don't look at it, that energy is still with you. So it's best when you're decluttering to say, okay, am I going to finish this now or just let it go? You know, letting it go affirms that in the future, if you wanted to take it up again, you can affirm, you, you could, you'll have the money to, it, it affirms prosperity that you will have the money in the future to buy new needles and yarn and whatever. I, I love that way of thinking about it because it doesn't mean absolute. Like if I release something now, it doesn't mean I can't ever pick it up again or be interested again. It exactly. simply means right now it's not fitting into this life that I want to create. Exactly. And it, and if you have too many things that don't fit in, it pulls you down whether you're aware of it or not. You know, so it's, you know, think about like a... um a junk drawer in your kitchen, you know, where everything's just thrown in there. And then one day you decide to clean it out and you all, you get rid of things, you throw things away, you give things away, you put things, you know, in other places where they really go. And then you only put back those things that you use and need or love in that drawer. And you can see them. Now you open the drawer and it's like, ah, you know, that feeling that it's all nice and clean and organized. Well, what if your whole house felt that way? You know? Okay, let's talk about my garage. <laughs> let's okay. get per I mean, I, you know, I have a kid who's now a teenager, but obviously I have all, you know, the older kids stuff, the little kids stuff, some, and our garage is organized, but it is packed. And I have found myself, this is real. I have found myself right. not even wanting to go out there, even though it's not a mess. It just feels it's, like, oh, such it's a overwhelming. Smog. Yes. It's overwhelming. And you know, one thing I talk about is what I call the grocery bag trick. So instead of getting overwhelmed and saying, you know, I'm going to do this project today, which is maybe unrealistic for you, take one grocery bag and maybe once a week, maybe you decide on Sunday, you go in there and you take, you fill that bag up with items you can let go of. You maybe sit on it for a week to make sure, and then you let it go, either take it to, you know, you know, donate it or give it away or throw it away, whatever needs to be done with it. But one grocery bag at a time. And once you start that, you'll find that you start to have more energy to continue. Because when you have less stuff, it's going to free up your energy and unstick you. <laughs> All right, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm going to go out there bag. on Saturday. I'm going to yes. take my husband and my daughter and they can each have their own grocery bag. Yeah, and that we'll goes fill faster. Up the grocery bag. All right. I love it that you're going to get them involved too. All right. And, and listeners, you can check on me. I'm going to have you hold me accountable. Go to polycampbell.substack.com and I will let you know. I'll do that. I'm going to do this for four weeks and give it a test. We'll see how we go. That's a great, that's know. a great idea. I want to know what happens. All right. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. let you know. I'll put it in my yeah. newsletter too. All right. Okay. You touched on this in your book. Um, 
which I loved, by the way. It's the you know the change your space to change your life is a title, and you have got a lot of specific examples which really help me see how this can work. But you talk a lot about intention. What do you mean by that, and why is that important to creating spaces that help us thrive? Well, it's important to get clarity on what it is that you do want, and intention. Intention is a knowing, like in your heart like a deeper feeling of what you want to achieve. So you can ask yourself, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? And those would be your intentions. Now you can make specific goals to achieving that. But when you make these goals, you really also have to think to listen to your intuition because it will give you inspired action. So you're not running around doing a million things. Listen to what's right. Um, and what your intent, your your feeling is. You need to think about what it is that you want to have and get clear on that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. This is fantastic. We're with interior decorator and feng shui consultant, Julie Ann Siegel. And we're going to take a quick break on Polly Campbell Simply Said. And Julianne, when we come back, I want some specific things that we can do today. I'm going to start with the grocery bag, but what can we do to change our the vibe in our offices or our homes today? What are some practical tips? We're talking with Julianne Siegel. We'll be right back on Polly Campbell Simply Said, part of the best business network of Electric House. And we are back. Welcome back to Polly Campbell Simply Said. I'm Polly, and we're talking feng shui with Julianne Siegel. She's the author of Change Your Space to Change Your Life and an interior decorator and feng shui consultant. And right before we went to break, Julianne, you were talking about setting the intention for what we want to create in our lives. Now, what are some physical ways we can do that? Your book has loads of ideas from mirrors to lamps to lighting to all. Is there anything I can start on today or do I need an interior decorator to help me start? this? (laughs) Well, you can start with first, like I said, decluttering and we'll let that go. But you always want to have, for example, be in the command position, for example, a desk. So. A desk, when it's in the command position, your your desk is so that you can see the door. You don't want to have your back to the door. When you see the door, it's not like it's you feel more in control, not that you're controlling other people, but that you're in control of your own energy. The same with, like I said in the beginning, a bed, you should feel in control. Um, in a kitchen, it's best to have a um, stove so that it's like maybe in an island facing out so you can see. But if you don't have that, that's maybe something you can't easily fix. Um, you can mirror the back of a stove so that you can see what's behind you when you're cooking, if it's against the wall. So those are some things. Some, say you want to call in a partner, say you're single and you would like a partner. So look around at your bedroom. You know, do you have enough space for two people? Do you have some empty space in a closet that a partner would be able to put some clothes in? Do you have two nightstands and two lamps that are equal? Um, You know, look at how that's, that is, um, you could also look in your wealth area when you look at, you read chapter eight of my book the bagua you find where the prosperity area is and if you're having issues maybe look at that maybe you're neglecting that area of your life maybe there's too much it's became a junk 
area, or maybe you're not using it at all. Because I believe every space of your home should have a, you know, an intention on how you're going to use it and that you use it and set it up properly. Now, does every room have a command center? Does every room have a prosperity corner? Are these factors or is it a set room in our home that might be the prosperity area or the command area? Well, or that gets a little complicated, but not, not too bad. So you can lay this map over the whole home. And that's where you find out where these areas are in your home. But then you can layer upon that and lay it over a room. So the prosperity area in just one room might be different. A lot of times you don't have to complicate it so much. Figure out what you need. And maybe, you know, if you say you want more money and you want to highlight the prosperity area, find out where that is in your whole home. But then, you know, you could look at some other rooms and see you might be missing an area. Um, if you're missing an area and you can look at the charts in there to figure that out, then you would put a mirror on the wall. It kind of pushes it out and expands that area. So it makes it whole again. We, what about things like colors and windows and those kind of things where we play with you know lighting lamps and lighting how what impact does that have it's huge <laughs> first of all color is very personal and to really um pick color for each individual I, like when i'm a designer i have to work with them and get the desired feel Sometimes we're working with the energy. We're always working with the energy, but there's a lot of things that go into picking color besides personality, what you're trying to achieve. Um, you know, I can give you an example of my own home this year. I had um, like a soft gray in my master bathroom and it did look nice. It was soothing in there, but I started to feel like I needed more energy. So I picked... Um, I chose to repaint that area because that's where I go to get ready in the morning and wake up and get myself going. So I, I painted it a peachy pink color and, you know, I can even give listeners that color. It's one of the colors of the year, which mm. is a Benjamin Moore color called conch shell 052. Mm. So if you're looking for that peachy pink color to be more vibrant that would also be a good area to use in a partnership area if you work with the Bagua as well, because there's different colors that correlate to each area of the Bagua. But then I want to switch to lighting because lighting, like people are scared to go a little deeper color on their walls. If you have the right lighting, that could just add more drama and mystery and intrigue and calmness. You know, it, it does so much, but it's important to have overhead lighting reading lamps, um, let's see, even accent lighting. So it's important to have all those different types of lighting in a room so you can get the ambiance. And it's also nice to have dimmer switches, say on the overhead light, so you can get the mood of what your activity is for that day. I am just not good with bright overhead lights. It's always startling to me. So I always dim things down. And, right. and it's interesting. I've never been able to explain that. Also, we bought this house because it's got really high ceilings and lots of light, natural and otherwise. And and that's a different feeling than my husband has. He's comfortable here, but we are wired a little differently when it comes to right. that. 
And if you have, like, you can change bulbs too to be warmer. You're probably aware of that. But um, if your overhead lighting is too glaring, you can, you know, maybe do that. But also I sometimes love just having lamps on. It just has a nice warm feel. So some people forget to add lamps or they have one little lamp in the corner. But lamps do, you know, give that feeling of warmth. Yeah, I like that too. It's like cozy. It feels yeah, cozy. I like cozy. nesting. Yeah, cozy. I like yeah. that too. And a house doesn't have to be huge to be nice. It could be a smaller home that you just do just right. You know. Well, and it it doesn't sound like what you're talking about necessarily. We don't have to take out walls or replace a major no. structure. We we're bringing elements in that make us feel good, and we're doing it with intention. Oh. Right, with intention, and to make it flow and. Yeah, exactly. Aside from picking up your book and pick up the book, listener, it's called Change Your Space to Change Your Life. And I have read it and I'm actually looking at pieces of this that I'm going to try because I'm very curious about this because I really believe that we're always interacting with energy from within us and from outside of us. So why not? Julianne, you've seen this make this these kind of strategies and practices make real changes in people's lives you you write about it in your book right. that it's increase of prosperity or change the way they feel in their marriages or what a, is it that concrete if we start to do some of these things is it going to have external impact it will but i do have to mention that it's important to believe what you're doing if you make these changes and you know, you don't believe that you could have this, you know, have the prosperity or have good health, then it might, you know, hinder your progress. So you have to get into a positive mindset as well. And all that together can just move energy and work wonders. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Julie and Siegel, where can we get your book? Where can we work with you or find more about your hey. work? Um, so I am at Amazon. You just put Julianne Siegel in Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Llewellyn.com um, is my publisher. You can find it there. And I'm sure it's in some bookstores now. But um, my website is metrointeriors.com. And my email is julie at metrointeriors.com. I do have um, some virtual ways to work with me on my website. If you go to the shop um, area, you just go to metroontears.com and you'll see shop and you can go there and, and see the different ways or just email me and we could set something up that way. Yeah. Take, you know, get rid of that clutter. Let's open these spaces, make room for the things we want to create in, in our lives. And then check out Julianne Siegel's work and her book. You can find me at polycampbell.com on social media all over the place um, or Join our Simply Said community at polycampbell.substack.com. And let me know if you're putting some of this into play and get out your garbage bag because I am getting out my garbage bag, remember? And I'm going to take it out to the garage and start clearing out that clutter that feels like it's holding me down. I'll keep you posted on how that works. Julianne, fascinating stuff. Really interesting. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it, Polly. Well, very interesting. And, I, and I'll give this stuff a try. And remember, when we start to move the energy around, not just within us, but also outside of us, the way we show up in the world changes 
how we live in the world. And this can help us create the lives we want to live and make a difference for others. So get out that garbage bag. Let's give it a try. Clear the clutter from our lives and change our spaces to change our lives. Then we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. Acid.